Welcome to 501 Crossroads, your show all about nonprofits and the people that make the mission happen. I'm Marjorie Moore, President and CEO of Mind's Eye, and my personal mission is to make nonprofits stronger by identifying and fixing the rubs that so often come up between people and the mission. My fabulous co-host, the nonprofit ninja, Natalie Jablonski, is here. That's right. Specializing in helping nonprofits maximize their time, talent, and resources to achieve organizational greatness. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Marjorie. What are we doing today? Well, I was just, I was wondering, do you like it when your chairs go up and down? I like when they go up and down, but what's really cool is if I get to control it and you don't sit on it and then it goes, (laughs) (laughs) why are we going to play, play with office furniture today? I feel like, I feel like we've been playing musical chairs, especially in this room where we record all of our shows and, um, around my office lately. And so I thought maybe we'd have today for our wine on one. Wine on one. Clink. Um, I thought that we'd talk a little bit about office furniture and the nonprofit life. Because let me tell you, man. if I'm drinking a good glass of wine, the one thing I like to talk about is office furniture. <laughs> it makes me happy. I thought so. So I like it when all my office furniture matches because it shows oh, you have money. So yeah. I feel like to be a legit nonprofit, you have to piecemeal everything together. Like, okay, so this company donated these chairs ooh. and then, ooh, and this from 1982, this was from the original office. Like everything tells history. <laughs> I love that. It does. Actually, I can go into my office and with enough digging, I can find you the original receipt from 1974 for the office furniture in my in my office. You know, they don't make them like that anymore. They, they don't. It's really sturdy What do they stuff. say on flea market flip? Those, that has good bones. I think that's what she says. They have good so, bones. Some real good bones on that on that desk. I like it. I bet they could, they could tell some stories too. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I want the back desk to start talking. I have, to, I have to wonder though what it looks like from the outside in. So someone mm-hmm. who's a donor or a board member and they come in and if all the office furniture, seriously, if it mm-hmm. does all match or it all looks new, Does it make you feel like the organization's more valid and it's more put together or does it make you look like, Hey, I wonder how they're spending their money and like questioning that. I, I would love to know a donor's perspective on that. That would be really nice because, you know, we've, we've have spent some money on office furniture and especially broadcast furniture over the years. Um, but the one thing that I feel like. You know, I, f- I feel like matching. I don't think anybody's going to be upset with if your stuff matches. No, like I don't if, think anyone's yeah. going to be upset about it. I'm just curious what the perspective is. Perhaps yeah. whenever we we post this, if someone would like to leave some feedback on what they've had or if they've yeah. had any experiences with donor feedback or funder feedback on nice office furniture versus, boy, you could really use some office furniture type of comments. That would be really nice. I only get the, wow, you could really use some matching office <laughs> furniture comments. Yeah, don't <laughs> dock the 70s, man. There was classic <laughs> colors like that beautiful orange and the Ooh, olives. And yes. if you lay long enough, it'll come back. I don't want it to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should pour some wine on it and then we're like, oh, yeah. look, it ruined. Well, it does have that mustard color too oh, that you can get and from And probably that musty smell. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Actually, years and years ago in our front lobby, we used to have this couch. Oh. And it just, no. it, was, it was bad. It was oh. bad. I was very happy the day that the, the, the former director of this organization threw it away. I have <laughs> to tell like you, time. <laughs> we have a, a partner within our organization and I had mentioned to him during a meeting completely unrelated to funding, mm-hmm. uh, just a different kind of partner, and explained to him that, man, we could really use some office chairs. Mm-hmm. We had one that the spring literally flew across the room <laughs> and was not coming back to us. And then we had another one that when you sat on it, it just, like I mentioned before, just, shoom, yeah, it was like the, the elevator, right? And we were always worried somebody was going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So both of those we had put in the, we need to throw away pile, mm-hmm. kind of when we had a strong person to lift him yeah. over into the, <laughs> into the dumpster. And lo and behold, a few days later, I get a knock on the door and there's one of his team members and they're like, Hey, we looked through our collection. We happen to have four office chairs that we're not using that we heard that you might need some. Are these okay? 
Oh my what? gosh. <laughs> Not only were they okay, but they had like levers that worked. What? It, you said levers. So levers. Like more than one. Like you could control your back and your seat oh. and like the arms mm. and they spun. I know. I, Whoa. I'm not joking when I tell you that all of us were squealing like little girls and then we were like twirling in them. Like, remember when you were a kid, you would oh, twirl in it. Yeah. So, uh, it's the little things that make us nonprofit people happy. It really is. You know, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to come in here someday and just have all the stuff that maybe actually works for this office. We've mm. had these kind of weird piecemeal uh, together. Yeah. We've just like our front area is just really weird. Like it's got really like old cubicle stuff that were hand-me-down from another nonprofit. Right. Probably hand-me-down from a corporation. Yeah, probably. We've got a desk that we salvaged from a barn somewhere. Don't, don't, yeah, salvaging yeah. is okay. I, well, it's Everything old fine. is new it again. Its, it does its job. It does its job. It holds things, so, right? So, yeah, it may hold termites too. I don't know. Well, <laughs> and the other thing I have with office furniture, it makes it difficult. We had a very generous offer most recently. A, a nice woman left a voicemail, said mm-hmm. she had a beautiful office desk that she would like to donate to the office if we wanted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to see a picture of it. It was a mammoth of a desk. Uh, Very impressive. You're talking CEO style. Gorgeous, Mm -hmm. right? Heavy beyond heavy. Uh, Here's the caveat. You have to come pick it up and you have to get it to your space. So now Mm -hmm. I worry about insurance Mm -hmm. and workman's comp because now I'm having them lift beyond what they need to be lifting. And if I'm not going to have our employees lift and I'm going to get a volunteer to lift, what happens with them and what happens if they trip coming into the door and then they Mm -hmm. get, you know, then I have to file an insurance claim on that. And Mm -hmm. what, what happens if something, I scratch their car, like I borrow it because I don't know about you, but I have a smaller car. Yeah. Mine doesn't, it will not fit in that hatchback. No. (laughs) So then uh, everybody who's anybody that has a truck won't answer my call because they know why I'm calling. That's why an employee, a truck driver, Uh a driver of a small truck. There you go. A truck driver. (laughs) But what happens if we scratch the truck going in and Mm. out and, and is the organization liable for that? And, I'm like, like I know (laughs) it is. It's a bit of a drama. I think that a lot of times I know donors and companies think, oh, we'll give this to a nonprofit as long as they, you know, get it moved. The problem is sometimes we really need it and we really want it, but Mm -hmm. we can't afford the liability to have it moved rather than, you know, trying to actually pay to get a mover, which at that point we could have actually paid for office furniture, which we don't have a budget for anyway, (laughs) which is why we're in the situation we're in. And don't you hate it when you have to turn down a donation like that? I feel like there are a lot of donors that really get upset when you you have to say, no, I'm sorry. I, we we could use it, but we can't use it under these terms. Yeah. And I think it's frustrating for them because they're trying to do good. Yeah. But it's just really hard when you've got those kind of like those really big donations or something that is, you know, just not usable in the space or something like that. We had a donor years ago actually try to uh, donate one of those one ton, completely soundproof um, studio booths. It was beautiful. And I wanted it so bad. There was, our our ceilings aren't tall enough to fit it. And we tried to figure out ways, you know, ways we could get around it, places we could put it. There's just nowhere to put it without like closing off an exit door, which would have been a fire hazard and, it was really hard. That was probably one of the hardest donations to ever say no to. Well, and even if you could have figured out a way to say yes, mm-hmm. meaning that you could have done some construction and such, mm-hmm. now think of the budget that mm-hmm. you're tearing into to accept a gift. Yeah. And you have to then outweigh, does the gift uh, balance with the mission? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's it's wonderful, but now we're taking dollars away from our program yep. to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. it's, that's tough, especially if you're you're like many nonprofits today which are a every two week cycle, you know, paycheck to mm-hmm. paycheck, don't have a lot of reserves. So doing something as simple as popping out a ceiling or, you know, 
waterproofing, you know, something that, you know, the house needs to be waterproof because you got a tub to, you know, wash the dogs in inside as opposed to outside. <laughs> I mean, all these things, things you know, you come need. into play, but you have to spend money out there. That's, that's tough. Yeah. And it's hard to say, oh, I need my program director needs a chair. My program director also wants a paycheck. And it's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they do uh, both uh, provide a lot of cushion, um, yeah. but in different ways. <laughs> So how often do you replace your office chairs? Uh, I replace them when springs fly across the room. And uh, thus far, knock on wood, we -hmm. have not had to replace anything like as in go and purchase that on our own. Uh, We've been, uh, we're we're lucky that we have contacts within funding areas in the community. Mm -hmm. And just about the time we think, what will we ever do? Mm -hmm. We get a knock on the door, an email that says something's available and it's worked out well. Nice. Um, but I, I think there probably needs to be a general cycle of just like you have a cycle of technology upgrades. Mm-hmm. You probably need a general cycle in your budget if you don't already have it. Even if it's just one chair a year, it doesn't seem like much if you have 15 chairs. Yeah. But that means the last chair is 15 years old, people. So yeah. <laughs> at, at some point, that's a good investment. I'm thinking, actually, what I'm finding, especially with the office chairs that people are sitting in each and every day, probably three. Yeah. And I, I, I'm saying this as a, a person who's broken her fair share of chairs. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it is one of those things that it, it becomes a little bit tougher to, uh, to justify the expense when you're having trouble making, um, making ends meet. It does. And so I guess, uh, you know, in, in summary, what we're looking at, uh, office furniture and what you're doing, how you're doing it. I'm really curious to get some feedback from our listeners mm-hmm. as to the perceptions of matching versus not matching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just from our own experience, uh, to all those executive directors and leadership members out there of nonprofits, you know, just kind of questioning, where do you get furniture? What's your thoughts on the refresh mm-hmm. and where do you get into making sure your employees are comfortable and happy and engaged, uh, with furniture yeah. that, you know, sparks creativity mm-hmm. and comfort and being able to be focused. Yeah. And not just your employees, but your volunteers too. Volunteers are important. You want to keep those butts happy. I will never forget. I worked at a nonprofit and they wanted to change some things around and they had a greeting desk and it was kind of bar height, the greeting mm-hmm. desk. And so they wanted to have volunteers to station in that area. Mm-hmm. And I said, this sounds great. We'll get staffed. We had all these wonderful volunteers, most of which were over the age of 55. Mm-hmm. Dare I say most over the age of 65. Mm-hmm. And uh, they came in for their first shift and there was a regular size chair oh. at the office height or the bar height <laughs> table. Now, uh, you tell me how, what was wrong with that picture? Probably didn't work so good. No. And not to mention most of them couldn't even hop it up on a bigger chair. Yeah. Well, that's what I would be. I'd be really concerned with I know. seeing anybody there for more than an hour. And they, and it was a four hour shift. Oof. They were not happy. They, no. And the volunteers refused to work it because they yeah. said they couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were these really, really super hot lights that were over them. So they started oh. joking that <laughs> their chair was actually a rotisserie and they just rotated <laughs> to keep their, their summer glow. Uh, so they started calling themselves the rotisserie chickens. That was their, that was their nickname. Um, but you know, it, it just goes through, you know, thinking twice about what those volunteers are doing and making mm-hmm. sure they're comfortable and happy and want to come back and volunteer their time. Yeah. So office furniture, big stuff. Big stuff. Got to deal with with it with the wine. And deal with it with the wine. I'll I'll drink to that. (laughs) All right. All right. Cheers. Thank you to all of you for joining us on 501 Crossroads. 501 Crossroads is recorded at the studios of Mind's Eye Radio and is produced and hosted by me, Marjorie Moore. And me, Natalie Jablonski. Mike Curtis is our sound engineer. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite app and subscribe and leave us some feedback so others can find us. You can find us on Facebook at 501 Crossroads. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're all working towards the same outcomes.